Uh, well, good evening, everyone. Uh, this is the uh, Royce and Ben coffee segment. Uh, we do have a little bit of coffee together. Um, bit of background, uh, when Ben Fair came with us with an idea to talk about Father's Day, he initially had myself doing 15 minutes and then Royce doing 15 minutes. And because Royce and I don't actually really spend much time together, we decided we'd actually do it together as a bit of a coffee catch-up. In fact, I remember, where is Ben Fair, where is, I think he introduced us last week ready for the service, I'm pretty sure, as Royce and Ben Cronkamp. Yeah. So, I do remember that, a few people laughed, um, which means obviously I'm the man in the relationship, is that right, because you kept my surname, so... Whatever. <laughs> but uh, a lot of people are expecting that we're going to come up with some dad jokes tonight, you're probably going to be a little bit disappointed with that, but... Very disappointed. Yeah. Because, I mean, well, I did actually have a dad joke about a bed, but I haven't made it up yet. So. <laughs> Just thought about that then, I know, how cool is that? But instead of maybe we thought dad jokes, we thought maybe, I might ask you, Royce, maybe you've got a funny story about your dad. Yeah, well, I have an older brother, and I have a younger brother, Dave, who's here tonight, and I had one dad. And my dad used to, uh, was a bit of a dork, as a lot of dads are. He was a loving dad. But uh, he used to wear shorts that were fairly, he'd wear them fairly high up, sort of a bit of a Harry high pants. And he would wear um, long walking socks. But there was still a section of his leg that was bare. And uh, my older brother was a little bit of a troublemaker. And uh, I remember being in the supermarket. It was uh, Wellington Street, Rolf Voss, believe it or not. Does anyone remember that? So that is the uh, Coles on Wellington Street. We're in that supermarket. We're playing a game which my brother probably instigated and it's called Horse Bites. And the aim of the game is you would s try and slap the other uh, brother on the legs as hard as you could. <laughs> and the aim was to make a really big red mark if you could. So, yeah, a big crack. And then you'd run off and the game would go on. So you can imagine that would be quite a, a good place to play it in a supermarket and parents would be really stoked about that going on. <laughs> Definitely. But I had uh, my older brother lined up and I was sneaking up on him and I thought I'm going to get him a good one. And I wound up and just as I landed it, he moved and I got Dad on the leg. And I've put a big red mark and <laughs> I was kind of scared um, but kind of happy about the mark that I left all in one. It was a weird sensation and I remember uh, looking at my Dad's reaction <laughs> And his reaction was quite mixed as well. It was sort of uh, angry with a sense of composure because we're in a public place. And uh, I, I can't remember getting in that much trouble. So I think he must have been quite a forgiving dad. But uh, that's a story that sort of stands out mm. um, for my dad, just a, a funny thing that I remember happening. Yeah. Uh, what about you? Uh, well, the supermarket, thing, the supermarket theme is probably continuing. <laughs> Uh, I remember I used to go grocery shopping with my dad when I was a teenager. We both lived in Hobart together at the time. And my dad, for some reason, just hated talking about toilet paper. He didn't, didn't want to mention it, didn't want to talk about it, certainly didn't want to buy it. So he'd be at one end of, the, of one of the aisles and I'd be at the other end. And it's because I knew this about my dad, he hated talking about it. I'd call out to the dad at the top of my lungs, knowing everyone else would hear it, saying, hey, dad, do we get that 20-pack of sorbent toilet paper? You know, like the extra thick three-ply stuff? And he'd just be like, oh, do not talk to me. And he would start running away. And me being the loyal son, I would then run after him, wouldn't I? Because I would have to run up to him, give him a big cuddle, so he knew who I was, that everyone else could look at him and feel quite embarrassed. But that was just something that stood out to my dad. He really, he really hated talking about it, so I made sure I made the most of that 
of that so, situation. So what do you, what was one thing that was important that you think your dad passed on to you? That's a really good question. I think for my dad it's always, well my dad's 72 now, um, very active, um, does a lot of sports stuff, does like uh, bike riding, plays golf now, yes he's that old. Um, he goes kayaking, he goes on the water a lot, he does swimming, he walks a lot, he's very active. So I think this sense of adventure for my dad, he's always been someone, particularly I remember growing up on school holidays, we were always doing life together, we were going camping a lot. A lot of people talk about camping as being one of the best activities you can do as a family. And I think that's something that's really passed on to me and, and my family because what I find now is I've continued that tradition. Mm, so mm. I've done a, a really big, massive seven-month world trip with my wife. We quite often cruise together. We love motorhoming. I'm sounding really old with those comments, aren't I? But, <laughs> um, but we love just getting out. We love exploring Tasmania and seeing the world. And, and that's a theme that's continued for me. Yeah, I guess for me... Um my dad was actually blind. He was 90% uh, blind. He was legally blind, um, couldn't drive. But um, even still, he held down a job for 23 years, and um, the one job. He didn't like the job. At times, he hated the job, and the job stressed him out because he couldn't really see. And as he got on, it got harder and harder. But um, he was always very positive, my dad, mm -hmm. and also very affectionate. So he, he would tell us that he loves us. Um, we, we could always get a cuddle off our dad, um, and so he, was, he, was, he wasn't afraid to show his emotions. I do remember one time when he would get glaucoma and he would get cataracts growing on his eyes as part of his blindness. And I remember, um, you know, when you're a young boy, you, you think your dad's a pillar of strength and you, you look up to your dad as a bit of a superhero. And um, he'd had an operation to have a cataract removed from his eyes and usually when he did that there'd be a couple of days while his eyes recovered and um, this one particular time the eyesight wasn't getting better and it had been longer than normal and I think he was in the kitchen and he dropped a cup and it broke or something and as a young boy I saw my dad break down like this mm. it was too much for him and he, he wept he sobbed I remember seeing that and you you couldn't help but be impacted by that. But um, Dad was someone who was willing to display emotions. And guess what? His dad wasn't. Mm. So his dad only said, I love you, to my dad when he was dying. Wow. So, I mean, that's one thing that my dad passed on to me. He bucked the trend a bit, even though his, his dad had been less emotional. He was a, a great dad that loved us and wasn't afraid to show his emotions and to show us that he cared. Mm. So I think that's one big thing that, that um, I got from my dad. So what about you in terms of what do you think you've, you, from your dad, what do you think you've learned about God through your dad? Not necessarily directly, but what's some, something about God do you think? I think for me, uh, staying the course has been really big. My dad's very big on... Um, commitment. Uh, I think December 1st this year, my dad, mum and dad will be married for 50 years, and I think that's an awesome achievement. Uh, I've been married for 20 years, and um, through the highs and the lows, I've just been able to, to stick fast and to, to keep going, um, through, even through the tough times and the wonderful times as well. Um, you know, but at the same time, I guess I'm thinking about um, people listening to these stories, and it sounds like our fathers were quite 
quite connected mm. to ourselves and our family, but I guess I'm aware that there's a lot of families out there that their father figure, like Bruce Stock said in the video before, that his dad wasn't a good dad. And it was actually, he said it was a blessing when his dad actually left him when he was nine or ten years of age. I'm sure there's people here or even watching online which either don't have a good dad or your dad's never really been in your life. But that doesn't mean that there aren't things that you can't learn from even those tough and bad experiences. Mm. I mean, you mentioned before about bucking the trend. Yeah. Um, one thing I noticed from my dad that I've bucked the trend with is that my dad hates saying, he won't say the S word, he won't say sorry. So um, doesn't, doesn't like to admit that he's wrong, I guess, and it's hard for him to, he probably feels less of a person inside if he, he thinks he's second best or whatever, and it's not a game, it's not like that at all, but that's how he probably feels about it. And I've been very deliberate, I think, in my relationship with my family, particularly with my kids, um, my friends, when I get things wrong, and hey, <laughs> at the end of the day, I certainly get things wrong. I get things wrong at work a lot of the time as well. Um, to have the humility to say, you know what? I actually buggered up on that. I actually fell short of that and I need to apologise for what I've done because I think the first, for me, the first step in fixing any problem is identifying I have one. And mm. for me, that's being humble and saying, yep, I'm sorry, um, I, was, I was wrong, you were right, can you forgive me? And I think that can be something that can really break the mould from one, one generation to another. Yeah, and I'm in the lead up to this uh, day. I've been very mindful that everybody's experience is different, um, and you've you've seen tonight even um, that there are good and bad examples of earthly fathers. But uh, like obviously we have a heavenly father, and he's the perfect role model mm. as a father. Um, that being said, you can see I think you can see in earthly fathers aspects of the Heavenly Father in some way, shape and form. And so I think as we unpack this, um, even if you don't have a father, like I, um, my father died 20 years ago. The anniversary was this week, believe it or not. On the 30th of August, he died 20 years ago. And my father-in-law died <laughs> on August the 9th, just three, three weeks ago. So I find myself in a position where I don't really have a father or a father-in-law for the first time. Mm. And I'm really mindful that there, there are probably people here that um, don't really have an example of a good father. Um, I'd just encourage you to look out for father figures in mm. the community, in this community here, um, around, and look to the Heavenly Father because um, he's, he's the perfect father. Yeah. So. And I think that's really nice because it, it sounds, it talks a lot about intentionality is what I'm hearing in your voice, is that making those active steps to identify those people in your life, even if you have a bad father, maybe find someone that's a good role model for you. I mean, for me, I've had mentors and accountability partners over my life because I never want to, for my life, get to the point where I think that I've arrived, that I know it all, because I certainly don't. And I love at work when I say to people, I love learning new stuff every day. And if that means I'm learning someone who's younger than me, like most of the people in the room here tonight are younger than me, that's a blessing to be able to learn that. To people who haven't been in the job as long as me and I, and I learn from something from them, I think that's a blessing as well. Yeah, and I think um, intentionality in all our relationships is very important. Um, you know, Jesus' command, when he was asked what the two greatest commandments was, mm. number one was love God, number two was love people. It was all about relationships, both with 
the Father and with people around you. And um, Ben, you were actually very intentional in our friendship a number of years ago. We sort of knew each other, mm. of each other, and um, you know, we'd been around church, the same church for a while, but you were going away and you said to me, it was at a, a mutual friend's house, you said, I'm going away for a holiday. I might have been in America or somewhere. And when I come back, um, Katie and, and myself, which is your wife, um, we'd like to get you and get to know you and your wife better and your yeah. family. And uh, you went away and I sort of thought about that. I thought, oh, we'll, we'll wait and see. But then when you came back, we, we spoke and we decided mm. to connect. And little, little did I know that we were going to get along like a house <laughs> on fire. I would uh, get on all right. BFFs, like, you, know, you know, all of that sort of stuff. But um, I've admired that um, in your life, how intentional you are about relationships. And I love the way you ring up and there's no agenda. You might, have, might be thinking of me, like uh, you might have seen something that reminded me of me. And, and you, will, you will ring up and you will do that. So, you know, I encourage you to be intentional about your relationship with your father, mm. your relationship as a father. Yeah. Um, I know that um, as a father, I need to be really intentional with my two daughters because mm. I can get distracted by work and you get home at the end of a long day and um, I might have to pick my daughter up or take her to school the next day or whatever. And in those situations, it's easy just to sit there and not engage. Yeah. But I've, I think that for me, and a big part of the lesson of losing my father-in-law just weeks ago was being more intentional and deciding to connect because relationships don't just happen. They take effort and they take, um, they take a bit of input from both parties. So I think it's important if you're a son or a daughter and in your teen years and the life, life with your friends might seem more exciting than being around your parents, but don't, don't give up on that relationship because um, I think it's uh, still a very important thing to have. Yeah. Yeah, I think the intentionality is really important. I think, you know, the legacy we leave our families um, will ripple for generations. And we've got a song that we want to just play up on the screen that we think speaks volumes. So um, let's play that song and let's come back after that. I remember when that song first came out, it's probably back in the 90s. Yeah, early 90s, yeah. Uh, makes us pretty old, doesn't it, Rosie? <laughs> <laughs> um, and when I remember growing up in my teenage years listening to that, I really didn't think too much of that song at the time. But it's funny how now as a father, that really impacts me very differently. And I guess from a really personal point of view, I was that father for the first couple of years as a father. I was the father who was always busy and always had, oh, I'll just do this then and I'll just get to that then and I'll just sit a little bit longer on my phone before I spend time with my kids. And I felt a real disconnection with my family. And I was heading down that path that the father led to as well. And it took something inside of me, a real push from my family and more importantly from God to push me gently in the right direction and to say you've actually got to stop Ben and you've got to see what's important in your life 
because what was important in my life was right in front of me and that was my family. So that means I had to take a deliberate change and take some deliberate actions in my life. And so one just little example what I do now to make that deliberate change in my life is I have this bit of a, what I call a third space. So when I finish work now, I work out at Longford State Police Station. When I finish there, I actually get changed from my police uniform and I put on pretty much what I'm wearing right now. And that takes me out of that role as a police officer and back in that role as a father and a husband. And then I had that 20 minute nice drive down the highway, sort of actively disengaged from work. So by the time I, and I get home and see my beautiful family that's sitting down here, I'm actually ready to engage with them. I'm ready to spend time with them. And I'm just so looking forward to when a tradie says he wants to play on the arcade machine or Raven wants to play dollies or they want to play cricket together, that I can become that yes dad for them because I want to be that dad that creates that ripple effect that'll create connection for them as well. Yeah, look, I was just pondering how intentional Jesus was. How there's lots of stories about him being very intentional about his relationships. He was the one who went out of his way to call the disciples. Remember, he, he went to each and said, come and follow me, you know, come and be close to me. And, uh, you know, there's that scripture, draw near to God and he will draw near to you. Um, most of what I've learned in Christianity um, and most of what Jesus talked about was relating to relationships, how to relate one to another. And I think we're talking about fathers specifically, but it's just as true for all of the relationships in our lives. So mm. if there was one thing I would urge you to take away from today, it's let's be intentional. Yeah. Let's prioritise um, time so that we get time to hang out with people and just share life. Um, uh, especially people that are good for you, people that are mm. good to be around. Um, and uh, so if you, if you take one thing away from today, that would be the, the thing. Yeah. yeah. When Royce and I were talking about, talking about tonight, I thought about what my favourite verse in the Bible was, and it comes out of 1 John 3, 18. And it talks about let's not just say that we love each other, but let's show love by our actions. And I guess what it's trying to say there is that it's one thing to just say, I love you, but demonstrate that through your actions, through your movement, through your walking, through your daily interactions in life. And I felt like now with a beautiful relationship I have with my family, it's because I've actually had to turn my faith into action. And that for me is what true faith is, it's action. And maybe some of you have that dad, like on the, on the clip there, that just never had time for you. And then the son at the end of the day said, I'd love to talk to you and, and I'll talk to you when I've got some time. And he sort of followed on that ripple effect and he's gone the, the, the way, the, the path of the father, but of his, of his earthly father. But we can go the way of our eternal father and we can change that and we can say, you know what? Even though maybe I didn't have a great dad, he didn't want to spend some time with me, doesn't mean I can't turn around and say, you know what, dad? I still want to spend time with you. I still want you in my life because that's what God said to me when he came into my life. He said, whenever you want to knock on that door, Ben, I'll be there and I'll answer no matter what you've done, no matter what, what I'm still doing or what I will do, he'll always be there for me and always 
want to spend time with him. Yeah, and I encourage you, if you're here tonight or if you're listening online and there's been something that we've said and you're interested in uh, a relationship with our Heavenly Father, then why don't you get online, get on the chat or get in touch with us. Or if you're here tonight and you want to explore that a little bit more, there'll be people here at the front here um, that would love to share that story with you. And I know beyond doubt that there is a Heavenly Father that wants a relationship with each and every person that's tuned in. Um, So I'd encourage you to do that. So why don't we end with a prayer? And then we'll do some more worship. Lord, I just thank you for your example as the perfect father. I know as a father, I don't always get it right. And I know that, you know, the fathers in this community, we do our best, but we don't always get it right. But thank you that you are a perfect example. And Lord, help us to learn from your example as a father. Also help us to learn from your example of how intentional you were with your relationships. But Lord, we could also be intentional with our friendships and with our relationships, whether they be in our immediate family or even just with our friends and connections, Lord. So Father, I just thank you so much for your love poured out for us. And it's here tonight and it's available right now. Lord, unconditional love available right now. So we give you all the praise and all the glory and all the honour in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thanks, Ross.